0: didn't tell you guys about this i didn't even tell told you about this so i literally i had my cup i was like oh i need some water before i go to bed so i tell my wife and it was already like one o'clock
1: i tell my wife i'm like hey
0: i'm just gonna go down to the lobby and get some water i didn't know anybody was down there and then lo and behold on my way are you two and then what 3 a.m i get back to my hotel room and and i I fall asleep and then the next morning i was like yeah i ran into people and my wife's like i figured or you died (laughs) but i was going to sleep either way (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, Chris, you're, right. to, you're,
0: you're coming off of a conservatory right
1: yeah just had um had two actually. Uh, well music and music and arts camp and then two conserver
0: and are you going yeah. to texas do you go to that
1: no i'm going to cmi the central music institute in uh in uh, wisconsin actually and next week next week actually
0: I know, so as somebody – like I, I work a lot of those things, right? But I'm not a Salvationist myself. So like Texas is the one I hear about, but I don't know – I didn't know. Are there other big like regional ones to go to yep. as well?
1: Huh. Yeah, there's there's uh, there's four of them in the U.S., one in Canada, and there's stuff overseas as well. But yeah, each yeah. territory in the U.S. has one. you all have a good camp? Yeah, it was good. It was nice. the big music and arts camp. We, we hadn't had that for a couple summers obviously Um So it was good to get that going. I was fortunate to be able to do both conservatories each of the last two summers. So that was quite easy to fill up because the kids and the parents were used to doing it. It never stopped. And so um, it was easy to get all the numbers for that. The big big camp was a little little harder. The numbers were a little down, but everyone that was there had a great time. And I had uh, Philip Hanovic from Norway as my guest for that camp, which was really good, to reconnect with him in person. So we've been friends for about 15 years. That sounds like a fun yeah.
0: time. It, it was it's cool. five weeks. Uh, are you guys rehearsing, or do you all take summer off?
1: We get um, basically two months in the summer. Um, so our last, our last gig was um, at the M1 racetrack in Pontiac, Michigan, which is a basically like an amusement park for wealthy people. Um, it's, it is, I mean, they've all got their, their garages with their decked out sports cars and things, and they sort of show them off and get to drive them on the track. And they have this thing, they call a tin roof, uh, music festival because all the garages are tin roofs. Um, and so they invited uh, a bunch of different music groups to participate in the day really is sort of like entertainment and background music. Um, and, uh. There was a couple that came to our Christmas concert and uh, I met them at the intermission and they loved the band and invited us to do this. So we were like last groups on and everybody sort of got their lawn chairs and came down the other end of the the sort of road we were on and we had quite a nice crowd gathered around. So we played a concert um, for quite a few multimillionaires. It was pretty cool. Made some nice contacts there. So hopefully some good things for the future for the band. But that was our last gig. That was um, the second week of June. And then we get back mid-August. So right after CMI, I am jump back into Five Lakes rehearsals, Yeah, which would be cool. It's funny because we do the two months off and people ask other bands. There are other bands that go right through. I said, I think it's important, you know, Mentally, family-wise, you know, to get a little bit of a break for people. But it's interesting with our group because we'll we'll get two, three weeks into that break and I start getting text messages from people on Wednesdays on a rehearsal day. And they're like, man, I feel like we should be rehearsing tonight. I'm like, yeah, me too. It's really – it gets tough. But it's nice when we get back. Everybody's just so excited to be back together, you know, working again. So we're looking forward to it.
0: For my band, just we have so many teachers and salvationists. That it would be mutiny <laughs> if, like, we didn't take July off, <laughs> it would right? Just be right, absolute mutiny. And Triangle just got you guys just had that. Didn't you guys just play a concert? Was that the Carolina brass band?
2: Uh, it was. We our last concert was June 25th. We take July and August off. The, maybe it was a North Carolina brass band. I was doing something I wasn't oh, asking. Okay. Our, our people scatter, so yeah, vacations and stuff. The the band used to play a lot of summer stuff, and over the years, it's just gotten dwindled and dwindled and less participation from the players. So it's, you know, it's just it's just the way it's kind of evolved.
0: See, we get we get asked, and keep in mind I'm in Florida. We get asked to do like Fourth of July outside parade concert type things, and I'm like, no. <laughs> I've been to yeah. Disney in July. You don't know. I'm not going to do that. Right. That. <laughs>
1: yeah, a little different in Michigan.
0: All right now. I'm hearing it's pretty
1: hot up there right now. Vacation up in the Upper Peninsula, so it's like 70s, okay. which is nice.
2: That's terrible.
1: Yeah. <laughs> this
2: is terrible. So, Chris, one of the uh, things that I think I don't know a lot of people know about is that the Paul Lovett Cooper Peace Commission was pretty much you. You're the one right. that kind of really spearheaded and made that happen. So some well,
0: bands will say thank you, and some bands, on
1: the other hand, there's a bounty out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we were just talking to Kevin Steese, and he had his band at JMU just played it in uh, at the World Music Conference.
1: That's right, yeah.
2: Contest, and that's the first international performance of it, or, or per- first performance of it, really outside of the Navasphere here. And, and I was telling him, I was like, I probably listened to that piece more than anybody else on the planet, aside from maybe Paul, uh, because I've listened to all the performances. I listened to it at Gateway a couple of times uh, when I was judging there. And I've, I've, I've done a lot of analysis of the adjudication comments from the, from the judges from the, from the championship. So I've listened to every performance again. So I, I've got more plays of that. And every time I listen to it, I like it more. Mm -hmm. every single time. And I'm just just convinced that that piece is going to be a masterwork that everybody's going to love playing.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, Even just sitting there at NAB on the night, I mean, I was excited because Paul's been a good friend for for years and years and excited for him because it's about his personal story. Yeah. Um, You know, his life, how it was before he had a stroke and then – as it happened in the recovery and then the comeback kind of thing. So that's the title, you know, and from the darkness, it was his darkness, you know, and, um, it was really, really cool uh, to hear it in person after, um, talking through it with, you know, with him for a couple of years, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. And to, to just to hear the different interpretations of it, who got through in there, um, and it was, yeah, it was really enjoyable, but I agree with you. the more I heard it, the more I, I love the piece.
0: That's kind of an yeah. interesting thing <laughs> that we don't get in like the North American sphere a lot of times. It's like us getting the premiere of a piece by six, seven, eight bands, back to back to back to back, all with different interpretations and all that sort of a thing. We don't, you know, in contests, we don't get that super frequently here. So that was really special.
2: hmm. Yeah, and because it was a brand new work, nobody had a recording they could match it off of. They they really had to do their own thing to make it make it come to life.
1: Yeah, which was cool hearing all the bands you know give their own interpretation of something, and not like you know because with a with a piece that's been around, um, you know, you're the dragon or something as an example, right? You know, everybody's got that Britannia Building Society, you know, right? Um, recording performance in their head, you know, and it's always the bar is here before you've even got on stage, you know. Uh, so to have something fresh and new is, is really cool once in a while, because um, there's no preconceived ideas from anybody.
2: Right. Yeah. And it was really cool to have Paul here, you know, as an adjudicator and everything, because, I mean, you've known him for years, but for the rest of us, we just got to meet him. And, you know, he was every bit like you said ahead of time, you know, you got to get him here. He's so much fun and he's so good. And and he was just a blast to have around for the weekend. He was so, such a delightful person to have around with us. And I, I, had, cause I dealt with him a lot, dealing with a lot of the adjudicators. Um, so I was, I was dealing with him a lot and he was, he, we had a blast. It was so much fun.
1: Yeah. He's really, he's really down to earth and he's just, a. Uh... A good guy. He's a fun guy to be around, and he doesn't take himself too seriously. You know, you think a lot of guys that have a name like that, you know, you get a, you get a bit of stardom in our world, and think it goes to their head. He's he's the opposite, I and mean, he's really a humble guy and fun to be around.
0: Yeah, you wouldn't no. be surprised if you're walking up to somebody like that and they're a little bit of a jerk. Like you wouldn't be surprised, right? Right. We're almost surprised that they're, if they're, there's no capacity of jerkdom, which.
1: He was not. which is kind of sad right you know yeah, we, yeah. Uh,
0: here we are but
1: right
2: yeah well he had he had none of that we had a really cool experience with them um the the watson brass band played uh fire in the blood and That's right. you know, of course those kids just you know just hit it out of the park and then paul lover cooper like i grabbed him he was talking to david childs in the in the 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 concessions line. And I, the, the kids just had finished playing it. And I said, Paul, come with me. And I just grabbed them away from uh, from David Childs in this conversation, you know, so rudely and took them into the room where the, the storage room uh, case K storage room for where the Watson band was. And I said, Hey kids, you guys were great. Hey, guess who this is? This is Paul Lovett Cooper. <laughs> and he was like, you guys were amazing. <laughs> you know, and, and they, those kids had the time of their cool. lives. You know, and they assaulted him on the stage after the awards. You know, so because they because they were so yeah. excited. It was he, great. Yeah,
0: it was so good. Is Dave uh, Childs one of those guys that like you have to say his last name? Like you know those guys that you you know that are like they have they're like it's Dave Childs, not just Dave. You can never say just Dave.
1: Well, say Dave Childs. We had a couple couple pretty famous Davids at NAVA, right? You have That's David true. King, you got David Childs. You kind of you know, I guess you do kind of have to specify there, but Which
0: which Dave are you talking about? Yeah, (laughs) right. right? you just have those guys, like you grow up with those guys and like, you go back to the high school reunion and they're like, oh, John, you're like John, oh, John Smith, John? Like, And you're just like, oh, no one's ever said other than John Smith their names or whatever, and David (laughs) John, that strikes me in that way.
2: Well, yeah, (laughs) when your name is John or Dave or Mike or Chris, (laughs) yeah, you have
0: to specify
2: which one you're talking about. (laughs) Right. <laughs> when you have a name like Tony, nobody really, you know, oh, yeah, Tony, yeah. <laughs>
0: really Unless you go into a pizza joint and then it's okay. <laughs> oh, Tony with the Y or the I?
2: <laughs> oh, always with the Y. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: So,
2: so, Chris, the new thing that's, that's come up is that the U.S. Open is moving to Michigan. And, yep. uh, and this is this is the new project that you and, and all the bands up in Michigan are taking on. Um, yeah. So why don't you um, talk us through a little bit about what's going on with that? Like, when is that happening?
1: Sure. Um, yeah, November 19th is the contest, um, which we, we talked about dates. It's tough in the fall in general, but um, November 19th is the weekend after a lot of the national, like, um marching band contests and things are done so um and it's the last one before thanksgiving so we kind of were fortunate to tuck that in there um yeah we've done a lot we've got the the great lakes brass band um association that, that we started and and keeps growing which is really cool it's the committee that's putting this together uh a lot of brainstorming amending of different things that have been in the you know uh, the rules and registration and things, and that's all going to come out very soon. There's going to be another big announcement soon, uh, within the next week or two. Um, we're working with the the Near Myers on uh, finalizing some of these things and putting it on the website, getting that all up to date, and uh, and then opening up the registration. So, yeah, we're hosting it at uh, Clarkston Performing Arts Center, which is at Clarkston High School in Michigan here, uh, and uh, it's a great venue. We've Uh, We played a concert there before. One of our, the guys in our band teaches at the school. Um, And I think the bands really enjoy playing there. Um, We have that Buskers competition is coming back, uh, which is sort of solo ensemble. Um, uh, And that's on a Friday night. And and, uh, again, one of the guys on the committee um, knew the owner of a, a brewery up in, Oxford, which is near Clarkston, called Grav Cap, so Gravel Capital um, Brewery. And the, the guy's been really good in the community there. And he was super excited about the idea of hosting uh, that and having the entertainment on the evening. And he even agreed, I was told, he even agreed to, uh, to brew a beer for the US Open, um, which is kind of cool. So they're going to call it the Busker Brown. Um, and uh, the official beer of the 2022 U.S. Open Brass Band Championship, so that'd be um, kind of yes. cool. Busking, the um,
0: only way a brass band member would
1: make any money, right? Right.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um So and that paid in beers. You winner gets three beers.
1: <laughs> so that's gonna be it's gonna <laughs> we'll be
0: cool. In for a busker brown.
1: <laughs> right. So it's gonna be that's gonna be a cool venue for that. I went to check out. Um, they've got a little area in the front where they usually have bands. Or comedy shows, or quiz nights, and things like that. So, so that'll be good. Um, and then you know the contest on Saturday at that Performing Arts Center, in which like a of vendors in there. So we've got a you know subcommittees for everything, um, as you know, because you, you run that with NABA. Um, so yeah, it's it's coming together. Uh, it's exciting. It's sometimes it's a little. You know frustrating you're going through all this stuff behind the scenes and you just want people to know what's happening and it's like all right we got to get this information out right i've been there i think we've had these conversations on nava boards yeah. as well uh so that's that's coming soon we're at that point i've been messaging with some bands that have been there in the past just getting feedback from people um you know what did you like what would you do different and why kind of thing, and um, we've, we've really talked about that a lot as a committee. Uh, the committee is includes um, people from, I want to say, six bands, six or seven different bands uh, in Michigan and Ohio, uh, which is really cool, um, and we're looking to expand, maybe to get some of our friends in Canada involved, because we're all bordering the Great Lakes, so uh, that would be really cool. Yeah. Well, we're, I, we're we're looking forward to it, and we're really looking to have a full day of bands uh, at the open, double digit. Yeah,
2: that yeah. thing's really cool to 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 be able to get six or seven different bands to to provide people for the committee to work on that. You know, it's like a total buy in from a bunch. Of, hopefully, it'll ensure that it's going to be a thriving contest.
1: Yeah, and when we initially talked about it, I talked with Clark Nearmeyer. And um, I said, you know, this committee, it's important we get representation from a, as many bands as we can on it because it's not a Five Lakes Silver Band event. It's not a Motor City Brass Band event. You know, um, this is a Great Lakes event we're putting on, which is the U.S. Open Band Championships. You know, so it's yeah. not one, one band hosting it. It's a collective effort, which is which is good, you know. And it also keeps everyone in line as far as integrity and transparency and things like that which is yeah. it's
0: very yeah. really specific too to like that region of the United States to be able to pull that off in that way you know there's only a handful of places where there's that many bands
1: that could input in that way shape and form mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it's it's a great it's a great area um, there's so many bands in Michigan and Ohio and like neighboring states here you know Canada obviously as well um, right next door to Detroit there so uh, we're, we're excited we're looking forward to it uh, we've had some real positive conversations with bands that are very interested in coming back to the US Open now um, so we're, we're very optimistic that this is going to be a, a great event in November so registration will open up very soon and our, our deadline is going to be the 24th of September which is important that we thought important we're we're able to bands are able to get into their next season and know what they have before they have to commit to something like that yeah you know
0: and i I just want to make sure because some people do know this but if you're watching the youtube version of this um the link for reg for the for the competition will be in our description um so if you're interested in registering keep track on that on that link as well um just want to make sure we put that out there because some people forget that we talk about these things, but like want to make sure that we have that call to action that, so that because I'm sure somebody listening to this will want to look into registering for their band or just to attend and just hang out for themselves. Right.
1: Yeah. Um Yeah. It's going to be it's going to be really exciting. We're, we're really looking forward to it. And you said
0: it's in November, right?
1: November 19th.
0: Yeah. There's worse places to be than Michigan in November. I'm sure it's
1: gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Be in Ohio, hey right, Chris. They'll be they'll be up with us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, we're all we're all on this committee together.
2: It's like one week before the big Michigan Ohio State game, isn't
1: it? It is. So we'll all be best friends for the banding, and then, you know, <laughs> then we're right right back to the way we were. Me and Pat Herrick can you know razz each other about Ohio State and Michigan. You know
2: <laughs> I look forward to seeing that that horizon going on that'll be fun
0: yeah <laughs> they play they play football up north <laughs> they
1: did
2: yeah, last yeah. year but it's the first time in many years <laughs> yeah.
0: so was there was there a lot of like conversation for making the transition or was it just kind of like hey we want to do this you know what can we do or
1: how did that kind of go about uh t- for the u.s open to be here yeah, yeah. um i was approached well all right so i'll back up a little we we were talking about just-
0: just for oh. transparency sake, like it's been in like yeah. Chicago, right, for the most part. I just don't know.
2: It's been in Chicago and then Kansas City for Yeah, a it's
1: been in Illinois and okay. in... Yeah. Yeah. So, we we were kicking around the idea of starting our own competition up here. Maybe something like the Great Lakes Open or something. We've been talking for a couple of years and sort of uh brainstorming a little bit how would we do that? How would that look? Who could we get to come to it? Um, and then I was approached um, by Clark nearmeyer the owner of the US open and just said hey we're looking to move this event um, are you guys interested in potentially hosting it in Michigan um, and I said yeah we'd be interested you know what what are you what are you thinking you know and so he, he gave me a few well we had quite a long conversation about things and a bit of the history with the open and what what they were after initially and what it's turned into and what they would like. And, you know, basically if, if you guys do this, you know, you can sort of make it your own, you know, but, but we'd probably, we would like to have X, Y, and Z involved somehow, you know, kind of thing. So I said, okay, well, let me, let me talk to a few people and see what we can do. Um, So, and and it was just, the timing was quite good uh, because we were really, like I said, we were on the verge of, putting our own contest together. Um, so that's that's kind of how it came about. Yeah. It really and just timing, sort of fell uh, in you know.
2: Timing is all is all the uh, is all the key to when things can happen. Cause if, if the call would have come six months ago, it probably wouldn't have wouldn't have happened. You know, but um, you know, Clark called me and asked you know, as president of NABA and asked me if, you know, if I had any ideas about what to do with it. And that's, you know, I, I nudged him to Chris, knowing that you guys were thinking about doing a contest. And I was like, you know, Chris would be the per- perfect person to do this. And the timing was right. And it all just kind of fell together because of all the work there. So I, I think it's going to be a great partnership there to make, make yeah. that event thrive, you know, and be a great event.
1: Yeah. And, and as I said, we, we really do have a great committee of people. I mean, they, you know, they are fully committed to making this a great event um so it's it's exciting to see it come together piece by piece you know
2: yeah so hopefully so, a lot of bands will you know start their season up and then decide to get out and go go you know it's it's a different type of contest than than you know it's an entertainment contest which means that you can play whatever you want and just have a great have a great time play something that's fun or yeah
1: which is great to have in the fall an entertainment contest for bands yeah. because you can you can throw it on your concerts earlier in the fall you know whatever yeah. you're going to do first yeah. half of your concert or whatever and right
2: you can play easier music you don't have to play like a wicked hard test piece you can you know do a you know more of a pop style type of contest you know you can dress up in costumes if you want <laughs> I'm it's, to it's seeing what Five so like does in their costumes it reminds me a lot of like
0: the brassing concert yeah it's, 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 a, it's a kind of an kind of idea kind of that idea. yeah it's kind of patterned after that yeah yeah and, and it's cool too because you see a lot of bands you know you know we see a lot of the same bands winning every like within a decade you see a lot of the same names winning certain sections sometimes when it comes to nab and stuff like that and i feel like with this one it, it varies a little bit more and, yeah. and you can cross sections too like it's not necessarily only championship section bands can win this thing um yeah.
1: a lot more you know yeah well we have two sections um which I believe uh, Lee Harrelson started doing in Kansas City, um, like a championship and a, like an A and a B or a championship and challenge or whatever. Right. So um, when we talked about it, we thought, you know, we, we definitely, everybody hundred percent on the committee said two sections is the way to go. And even some of the feedback from bands that have participated in the past really, really liked the idea of two sections. Um, Cause you can go where you feel you belong you know, and have a chance to get placed. And there's also the most entertaining band as, a, as an award as well, which can be any band in either section on the st- day.
2: Are you still going to have some of the things that they did in the past, like best new arrangement or original composition mm-hmm. or best soloist, best, you know, all those small caption type awards?
1: Yeah, we, um, yeah, we, we had said that, some of those things we're going to keep for sure. I like the uh, the best new composition. It encourages writers, yeah, you know, and, and bands to get commissioned done. I mean, we we commissioned a piece for Nava for our band, um, as did uh, Huntsville. Yeah,
2: Huntsville did too. Yeah,
1: you know, cool. Yeah, so um, yeah, we want new repertoire out there, so that that's going to be a award. Yeah,
0: and it encourages the bands to produce yeah.
1: stuff. Yeah,
0: um, And it's, you know, go figure, you know, it's kind of interesting, too, because, like, don't get me wrong, of course, I, I love the the NABA competition the way it is, but, like, a lot of times it can be, like, get the right note as right as you can, higher, faster, louder, like, exactness, and, like, it's, like, there's something different about, like, okay, let's entertain an audience now instead of playing as correct as possible, um, and I'm not saying yeah. it's, like, the mindset that everybody goes into NABA with, but it's, like, I feel like in, in especially in art music, like classical music, we think about we forget to entertain sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, I, I mean that you, we could have a whole conversation on what is entertaining. Right. You, know, that's, it's so it's you talk my, about subjective. Uh,
0: it's when I dress on a grass skirt and do the hula. Is what I've
2: been told. Is time. that entertaining? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to some, just entertaining your wife, man. Listen, <laughs> you're every,
0: you're <laughs> to Cinderella. All right, Yeah. <laughs>
2: That, I mean, that's going to yeah. be a fascinating thing because, because a contest like the U.S. Open can kind of, be, in an evolutionary way, set the standard of what entertainment really is.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Well, I've watched and talked to a lot of people involved in the CITIS competition over in Norway, <clears throat> which is a cool one as well, another entertainment contest. Obviously, Brass and Concert in the U.K. Um, so... Yeah, I think uh, there's going to be there's going to be some really good stuff again from some of the bands that we've spoken to that said they they want to go. Um, there's some bands already planning what they're going to do, uh, which is exciting. I mean, our goal is to have to say we got to put you on a waiting list, you know, because you can only <laughs> fit only fit so many in a day, you know. Um, yeah, so underwent. yeah, so we're hoping you know to be able to fit you know, 12 to 14 bands that that'll be the max.
2: You yeah. Know? That would be an amazing day. That would be,
1: Oh, it'd be incredible. Yeah. So it's, it's cool. It's exciting for the area. Definitely. And, uh, as I said before, there's a lot, a lot of brass banding happening, um, in Michigan. And I've, I've been pretty intentional, you know, with trying to get a lot of the bands to, to come together, you know, and, and work together on things. And, uh, there's some really good people in all these bands here and it's happening. This is just another thing that's that's brought a lot of people in the area, uh, and even south of the border in Ohio together. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um,
2: well Michigan's had a good year for brass banding this year, hasn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's been it's been really good. A lot of exciting things. A lot of exciting things Very happening. Good
2: showing at NABA with some bands placing there and um you know, some, you know, new bands forming and, you know, you know, and, and I think with you, you know, kind of showing some leadership there and getting everybody together, you know, it's it's exactly what brass banding should be is developing a community and a camaraderie.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah. Cause cool. at, the, at the most, what do you, you know, how much are you competing against each other at the most, a couple days a year, maybe. Yeah. You know, Dublin, you know, um, for us, you know, we went to Dublin like twice, Naba, yeah, yeah, and then if you add in the U.S. Open, so a few times a year, and the rest of the time, you should be for each other, you know. Even yeah. on the day, honestly, I want everyone to play their best. I want to enjoy listening. That's that's what it's all about, you know.
0: Yeah, I I, yeah, I can, think that <laughs> how little smack talking there is, you know, like and even in on competition day, like you know, people get sour about scores or whatever. But I think, but like. It, but people are like, Oh, you, like no one's going after each other's bands necessarily. I feel no. like.
2: Yeah. It's a very, you know, it was, it was fun that, um, you know, that people did not like the um, the distance to the restaurants in Huntsville because it took time away from listening to the bands. It was just a long walk to get over there through the art festival and all that right. stuff. And it's like, no, I mean, that's kind of a cool thing, you know, that, that people want to go watch the bands and support the other bands and you know, I think that's one of the one of the real gems of the uh, North American brass banding scene right now is that it's so supportive.
0: Well, and we're so small. I mean, it, like overall, like it's such a large country, but we don't get a chance. Like I don't get to see in the state of Florida. I don't. It's the opportunity to go see the Five Lake Silver Band, for instance, is very low, except for this one weekend in Alabama this past year. You know, mm-hmm. and if I want to see those groups, you know, this is my chance to do it. Um, and then the other, but if even just here, the other closest band we're blessed is about an hour and a half or three hours, depending on how I four is being, you know, To us, <laughs> you know? And so my opportunity to see our, our opportunity to see bands is, uh, it's low, but right. also like the movement, the movement itself is so small, but so important to the development of art in the country that we can't be, you know, nasty to each other. It's, it, it, there's not enough time.
1: No, yeah, I, I agree. And anyone that's that way isn't worth your time, you know. Yeah, this one this one is, one is one. about making this the best we can, you know. This is about making making music at the highest level and enjoying it, having fun doing it, you know, and encouraging each other. I love seeing all the new bands come to Napa and all of these contests and all, all the regionals that are popping up everywhere. It's great. It's what we want.
2: Yeah, we've got we've got a bunch of regionals. Well, a lot of the regionals you know, have been happening, you know, but, but we're going to start to try to promote them more. So it's just more notoriety with them. Yeah. So that's, I think it's really cool. We are getting the Toronto regional back, you know, the university of Toronto and, and the group of several bands, just like yours, it's not one band that's doing it, but several bands are kind of getting together to put together an event. So there's going to be a, a Canadian event next May which will be pretty awesome. We'll, we'll have an episode where we'll get um, some of those guys that are organizing that to come talk on our podcast at some point too. Um, That'll be cool. It's, super cool. it's super cool, man, that, you know, that there's people that are starting things up and fighting over names of their, their collaborative organizations and stuff like that. It's great.
1: <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah. And that's something that, you know, a lot of art bands will be interested in Toronto's about, five minutes from ours. Yeah. You know, that's an easy trip. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's kinda yeah, cool. cool if you could, yeah. So yeah. So I, I think um I don't know if some of our listeners will know about, you know, what the first part of your career before going to Michigan was, but you were um Nephi Soprano player with the New York Staff band for a long time, weren't you?
1: Yeah. Um yeah, I was in the band. I uh, got in the band in 1995 uh, when I was a senior. Just actually auditioned in my junior year, the end of the junior year. And um, yeah, and was in it until 2018. So quite a long time. And the last um, 11 years on Soprano, uh, which was cool. I grew up watching my dad play Soprano in the step band and always wanted to do that and sit in that chair. And then it, and it happened and it was a lot of fun uh, for a lot of years. And my brother played solo horn. My sister was in the band at one point, my youngest sister subbed with the band at one point. So all four of us at some point wore that tunic, which was kind of wow. cool.
2: Are you guys trying um, to push the holts? the is for the most people in the Salvation Army staff thing?
1: <laughs> uh, well, none of us are playing in it anymore. Um, but no, it was, it was a lot of fun. And I worked in, in New York city, uh, in long Island and, and surrounding areas as a, assistant music director for the savage army out there for, um, man, 16 years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pretty
0: pretty intense recording schedule too, right? Performance and recording
1: schedule. Yeah. Yeah. You're a weekend away every month with the band. So it was a lot. Yeah. For a lot of years.
2: So what, what, um, was the impetus or what moved you to Michigan?
1: It was really, um, Harold Bergmeyer, who is the territorial music secretary out here for the Savage Army, he um, sort of blind copied me on a couple of emails about this job in Michigan, and I texted him and said, Harold, why do you keep copying me on this? I got a job, man. I'm from New York. I belong in New York, <laughs> you know. And uh, he said, I don't know. I just keep thinking about you, you know. For this job, there's so much banding in the area, uh, in the Savage Army and outside the army. He said, I think this is just tailor made for someone like you. This area. And so I eventually um, um, made a visit, you know, came out for a day visit in December of 17 and talked with the leaders here and was offered the job and talked it over with my wife quite a bit. She came in totally blind to this um, because I'm the one that visited. She didn't. Yeah. And we ended up moving here in March of 18. And uh, yeah, and the rest is history. I was I was asked to sub with five lakes for NAVA that year. Because um, I knew one of the tuba players in the band, Keith Morton, whose son and I used to have an apartment together in New York. Keith Morton, we played in the staff Band together. So that was the connection, really. So I played with him in 2018. And then at the end of 2000, and um, yeah, and then did a little bit with a um, concert with a uh, Couple concerts with Oakland University band. with Ken Kresser helping them out a little bit. Got to know them and some of the young people in his band. And that that it's a really cool program up there, and it's just up the road from us, uh, Motor City. Uh, they rehearse at my headquarters um, as does Five Lakes Silver Band. So uh, there's been a close connection with all these groups in the area here. So it's been really cool. Yeah.
2: So you went from an assistant director to a to the head director in Michigan
1: yeah and now we've just um combined they've merged the two divisions in Michigan of the Salvation Army East and west is now the Great Lakes division so yeah, so my title changed again i wasn't I'm not concerned with the title really just I want to do did you my job well senior bump down the, the- so they call me senior director of music and gospel arts and I said is that just because I'm getting old <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah you get older they start adding more things in front of director
1: <laughs> right but no it's it's been great you know for our family we we really love it in michigan and um yeah it's been really cool and the connection with all the different bands there's there's so much banding happening and that's like you know that's what i eat sleep and breathe it's in my blood i'm yeah yeah really fourth, fourth generation you know in brass banding and stuff so
2: Yeah. Did you go to school? Did you go to college at University of Michigan?
1: No, I didn't. I went to Manus uh, in Manhattan and I went to SUNY Purchase uh, in Westchester, just above the city there.
2: So so what's with all the Michigan love then?
1: Well, Well, when I was a kid, (laughs) I've always been into sports and and, uh, we don't have any good college football out in New York. So um, I was a big X-Men fan as a kid. And I found out there was a football team called the Wolverines, and it just blew my mind. And it was the coolest thing. And then I saw that winged helmet and thought that is really cool. So yeah, I mean, I've got pictures when I was a kid with like a Desmond Howard jersey and all this stuff. I still actually have it, but um, so that was kind of interesting.
0: You're telling me that you picked a you think a team named the Wolverines is more appealing than a team named the Orange? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah well and, and was it Donovan McNabb went to Syracuse and I'm a big Giants fan so I, I can't stand the Eagles you know so couldn't couldn't go with that <laughs> also,
2: I hate going there. so right. when, when you were growing up did you get to see a lot of Michigan games on TV because where I grew up in Maryland it was Ohio State Notre Dame that's the only thing you could watch every Saturday there was an Ohio State game on
1: uh, TV yeah, there, yeah. Yeah, there was there was always Wolverine games on. Yeah. Yep, for sure. And I grew up with the Fab 5 for the basketball oh, yeah. team. Yeah. So the timeout we don't talk about, yeah.
2: Yeah, Carolina won a championship because of that.
1: Right? <laughs> but yeah, no, it's 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 cool. So, I've been to a, a number of games since I've been here. And uh, a buddy of mine lives in New Jersey. Um <clears throat> and he's a Detroit fan of everything and I'm a New York fan. So throughout the day, I listen to the New York sports radio. He's listening to the Michigan sports radio, in opposite places. But he comes out. We go to a game every year, and we were at that Ohio State game in the fall, which was. Uh, that was a good. That quite,
2: was a good, quite, a good
1: quite a good, quite a good whooping they put on on that day. Finally, yeah,
2: finally a good year for Jim Harbaugh.
0: Well, it also helps right. too that uh, you've got, you know, I, I would I would say that the Michigan uh, School of Music is a. Acceptable, you know, <laughs> you know, an extremely good school of music, and so you're, yeah. you know, they're also pumping out some good people to put in your bands, and you know, yeah,
1: we've been fortunate with that. I mean, especially since Dave Zirkel came to the tuba euphonium studio there and took that over. Um, he played in Five Lake Silver Band for a little while, and we've had a number of his students in the band on tuba or euphonium. We got a, a little tandem on euphonium right now. Uh, with a couple of young guys that are uh, quite special players, I mean they've got a world of talent. You know, and it's going to be fun to see where they end up going. Yeah, uh,
0: that's, that's pretty cool. I know those guys, and I agree very much.
1: Yeah. They're they're super hungry players, man. they they're they go after it. It's good. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, Aaron, players. do you have a question of the day? For- I do. I have a kind of a fun one because uh, you know you. We've all been kind of involved as as players and conductors and all that sort of thing. So I was wondering if we could all share a, uh, a story that you might have. Uh, not necessarily a long one, please. But if you have a story when uh, your instrument or someone else's instrument, maybe if you were conducting, wasn't working quite the way you wanted it to. Uh, so I'll start this one off. Uh, we had this guy named Guy. Kid you not. That was his name. In my high school band. And we had those like terrorist uh, band seats, you know. So the back row was higher than the middle row and all that sort of thing. And we're playing, you know, we're doing our scales test and the band director's going around, right? I'm still in the euphonium section. This is school. Band director's going around and he gets to Guy. Keep in mind, Guy was one of the most phenomenal snare drum players, but his concert instrument was trombone and he was dead last chair. And he goes, it's B-flat scale, right? One, six. And that slide leaves his arm and that slide magically goes all The way down the entire row the band director had already been mad because no one's playing their scale as well this poor saint louis high school this is not going very well he's you know he's got the vein going or whatever and all of us it's like one of those things where the band director's so mad but like we're all like looking at each other you know like because we want to laugh but you're like i i I don't know about that and just the band director looking up and go well you're gonna get it and just like seeing the terror in that boy's face i will never forget And every single one of my students, I'm like, you better have a good hold on that slide. You don't know where it's gonna go. It will fly. (laughs) It will go out.
2: How about you, Tony? You got one? Um, Yeah, I uh, I'm gonna go a different route than the instrument. Um, (laughs) because I'm I'm in the process of moving right now, and I was going through a stack of like old thank you cards from from back in the, the my youth band directing days, and there was a comment in there about you know how. I know know how to hold on, you know, to hold on to my mute because of you. (laughs) (laughs) And we're we're playing a concert. The youth brass band's playing a concert and this kid kicks his mute. And like a real soft section we're playing. I don't know what we were playing. I don't remember, but he was on the front row and the mute just slid out to the center in in the the front of the U, right in front of me and just rolled around slowly on its side (laughs) in a circular motion. And it seemed like it would never stop. It was just like... And the whole audience and the whole band just has to sit here and watch this thing just go around. We just had to wait for it to stop. It was, it was pretty funny. So my story would be, you know, kid kicking a mute and it just rolls around in an agonizingly long time.
0: What about you, Chris? You
1: got one in your years of banding? Oh, yeah. I've got a few, but uh, one that, the first one that popped in my head was uh, a percussion thing um it was the stat band and we were in an annual festival so there's a lot of people at this concert and um there was a piece that a former member of the band had written for us and it was a real reflective piece Bells, and it was just two notes at the beginning and the percussionist at the time uh, forgot to take the dampener off and so instead of a doom at the beginning, it was dunk <laughs> And honestly, it was like dominoes down the row of the players, uh, just putting your head down and trying to keep it together. And I remember just sweating profusely the rest of that piece of music. It was, um, it was pretty hilarious. And Ron wakes Norris, the conductors up there, um, with steam coming out of his ears. He was so angry at us, but it was so hard to get it together. I mean, you know, it's, the worst thing you can do in that moment is make eye contact with somebody across the band. And of course you're, you're kind of trying not to look, but you are. And yeah, it was pretty hilarious.
0: You know, it, it's, it's, I bring this up just cause it's so funny. We, we, we take things very seriously, of course, in our art form, but stupid things happen. And yeah. they always do. Yeah. Well, hey Chris, thanks so much for coming
1: and hanging out with us. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me guys. Yeah. It's good to see you guys too.
2: Yeah, you too, man. Can't wait, man. I'm really bummed. I'm not going to see you We're in August.
1: Yeah. yeah, I know. We'll keep we'll keep Facetiming and doing Zooms and yeah, man. Yeah. It's always a good it's always good to talk to you, Tony, and uh, and you too, Aaron. Yeah,
2: you too, man. We're looking forward to the to the next time we get to hang.
1: Yeah, well, we'll have to get you both up to the open. You know? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going. Yeah, definitely.